0: In the month of August, I have partnered up with Rare Commodity, a clothing brand co owned by Carissa and Sophia. Rare Commodity is here to empower others in their community. They created collections to promote self love, confidence, inspiration, and empowerment. Their clothing is of high quality pieces that will last in your closet and become seasonal staples. Rare Commodity and I are wanting to give you the chance to win a $150 gift card. As a like-minded, driven, and inspired people who never stop chasing their dreams and goals, you can bet on feeling empowered and sexy in their clothing. They are two great friends of mine and I have had the chance to see them start and grow their business and let me tell you, I love their clothes. A lot of you comment on the different clothing that I wear from them, so this is your chance now to win a $150 gift card from Rare Commodity. one I want to introduce Brittany I first just want to ask you your story obviously I know you have known you since high school but I want all my listeners to hear exactly your story and like who you've become
1: wow I feel so put on the spot (laughs) um so I so I went to obviously we went to Valley Christian together and then I came up to Idaho to go to Boise State for college and I got my business degree and marketing degree there And then I graduated and my first job out of college, I was the marketing coordinator and receptionist at a doctor's office in Boise. So that was really fun. I did that for almost three years. I learned a lot, Um, but during that, I actually like really discovered my passion for designing things, helping people do websites. And everyone came up to me and was like, oh my gosh, can you help me with this? Can you help me with this? <laughs> or like, you're really good at this. Like, can't, like, how are you so good at this? I was like, I don't know. Like, I just like have figured my way out around technology. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I was like the youngest one in the office and I just knew what I was doing. I'm not too sure. Yeah. But it kind of gave me the confidence to be like, oh, like I'm actually kind of good at this. And then they started having me designing like flyers and postcards and Instagram posts and I was doing all their social media for them. So I ended up having like a really big passion for designing things. And then I ended up redesigning their website for them. It was really simple, like nothing crazy. I had no idea what I was doing. I literally just like found a template on Squarespace and started dragging and dropping things in. And I was like, oh, this looks cool. This looks cool. And then everyone was complimenting me on it. And I was like, oh, maybe I'm onto something. Like <laughs> yeah. I'm like actually kind of good at this. So um, a little time goes on, I actually was living with my boyfriend at the time. We were living in Meridian together, and then we had gotten engaged, and then we started planning a wedding. This
0: was last and year, right? We,
1: yeah, this was last year, 2020. So we got engaged um, February of 2020, and then we were planning on getting married in October of 2020, and planning a wedding during the pandemic was like one of the most stressful things ever yeah Um, and and we really wanted to like rip each other's heads off (laughs) and I was like this is this is a lot um unfortunately at the end like about a month before we ended up breaking things off and like we were living together like our lives were fully entwined like we're planning on getting married and we decided that that wasn't like we just couldn't go forward with it it was too hard on our relationship um family like families kind of got involved and Mm -hmm. it was really big and like it felt really dramatic and it was like it was like a big big dramatic life event yeah um so I ended up moving out of his house um and I went to my boss and I said hey I'm going to quit. (laughs) And they're like, wait, 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 like, can you do at least something for us? And honestly, I had no work in line. I was just planning on going home and spending time with my family because that's where I needed to be at the moment. So um, I ended up still working for them. I said, okay, I won't do reception for you. Obviously, I'm not going to be here in person, but I will work from home and do marketing for you. So I continued just working like eight hours a week for them while I was at home
0: Were you in Texas at this time or were you back in San Jose? I
1: was in, I was in Northern California with my grandparents. Okay. And, um, yeah, so I lived with my grandparents and then my great grandma and they live in like Grass Valley, Nevada City. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I lived there for like three, four months. And so during this time, like obviously very transformational, like yeah, I'd just broken up with my fiance. And that's when we and, started
0: reconnecting again, too. Yeah.
1: So I, I literally was like, I I didn't have anything to do. Like I worked eight hours a week, like I had nothing to do. And but I really just took the opportunity, like I was very grateful to like have family there, not have to mm-hmm. pay rent, really just like take a moment, to step back, and like reevaluate what I was doing with my life. So like this was a huge turning point and then I had reached out to you and I literally was like because you were you were talking about like mental health and all this stuff yeah and I was like really completely honest I was like I'm so depressed like I am struggling so hard with my mental health and it's like it's just started that's how we kind of reconnected is I wanted Mm -hmm. to take your like nutritional class yeah right right
0: right because this was like last this ended last year right
1: Yeah. End of last year. Um, So yeah. So then in November, so like right when I broke up with Michael, I literally had moved in. Like I went to a hotel room for a week because I was like, I couldn't be in this house. It was, it was like too hard. Like we obviously were living together. I was like, I need to like get out. Like I can't be here. So I went to a hotel room and while I was there like I had actually signed up for BetterHelp I was Mm. talking to a counselor a little bit and like literally that was the first time I had talked to a counselor before and just like sharing my emotions felt so good Mm, yeah And I only talked to her like twice because she couldn't talk to me when I was in California but even then I was like okay I'm good like two times as good (laughs) (laughs) I just like need to share my emotions totally um So, yeah. So anyways, while I was there, while I was like in this hotel room, I saw that there was one of my like favorite wedding planners. I don't know. I had followed her like two years ago. She was hosting a retreat. And I was like, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I think I need to do this. Like, I don't care how much money it costs. Like, I really think I need to do this. Like, it's perfect timing. Um, It was in Joshua Tree. It was in November. It was like a week long retreat and it was for wedding planners and creatives. And at the time I like really wanted to be a wedding planner. I Mm -hmm. was like this, like, I've always wanted to be a wedding planner. I don't have a job anymore. Like, this is probably the perfect time. Um, in the midst of all this, like three or four months before this, I had started Brittany designs, but it was, it was just, it was an event planning and a marketing business. I really didn't know what I wanted to do, Mm -hmm. but i wanted to help people and I knew that I wanted to get my name out there so I literally just incorporated the business I put together some lame website on WordPress struggled to figure it out (laughs) I just started trying to find clients and didn't even know what I wanted to do I was just like I just like whatever they want like I'll help them like I want to do something creative so anyways I saw this wedding planner retreat and I was like oh my gosh this is perfect like I don't know really what I want to be doing but I think this is going to be good like I think this is going to be like life-changing so um I ended up going and it literally was life-changing like it was so amazing I met so many people that I'm still friends with now and I just like had found exactly like where I needed to be and like where I need to be going and that was it was so cool. And it's funny because I went into the retreat thinking that I am going to be a wedding planner. Yeah. And four days later, I walked out and I was like, I don't nope. want to
0: be a wedding planner. <laughs> wow. So the clarity you got on this trip was just like a lot. You got a lot of clarity. Yeah.
1: No, it was a lot of clarity. So um a lady, her name is Alex Kraling. She owns a studio called and Studio. And she came really, she was just a motivational speaker, but I knew she was coming. So I had like kind of stalked her on Instagram, had kind of seen what she was about. And I didn't really know what branded website designers did. Mm. I honestly, like obviously I knew there were brands, I knew there were websites, but I didn't like understand everything that went on behind the yeah. scenes. So obviously I'm following her on Instagram and I was like, oh my gosh, this is like really, really cool. And then she came and she talked at our retreat. And afterwards I was like, oh my gosh, like this is, this is is something really cool. And I don't know how I'm going to do it, but like, I need to figure it out. So, um, I like walked away from the retreat. I went home and I was like, I think I need to start a brand and website design business. I know (laughs) nothing. I know absolutely nothing, but like, let's do it sort of thing. And I had nothing to lose. I was with my grandparents. I literally like was working eight hours a week getting no money like they paid me nothing so I didn't really care about the job I think I was just doing it out of the kindness of my heart (laughs) at that point um and so I went home and just I remember like after getting home I like, there was just like this switch that went off that was really um, like, I can't get off the computer. Like you need to force me off the computer because I'm so addicted to learning right now. Oh, I love that for you. Yeah, like I just wanted to learn everything I possibly could. Like I signed up for courses. I like was watching so many YouTube videos. I was like reading books and like all this stuff. And you know, I'm single. Like I really wanted to learn cool websites and i like stumbled upon webflow on youtube and then i just i bought a course and was like completely like knee deep in that and then i was like i need to have a photo shoot and <laughs> all the thing out for it and so i had a photo shoot done i like put out my website and i just like put together a logo real quick i was like this sounds good like i don't really know what i'm doing but like let's do it and literally like i started off charging like I charged one girl that I had a um, was in a sorority with. She became a photographer, and I charged her like two hundred dollars to do her logo, put wow. together her type suite and her color palette, and all this stuff. And that was like the first one I did. And then I look back, I'm like, oh God, it's so crazy. <laughs> <trendy>. like-
0: <laughs> but it's, it's, it's crazy so to see like where you start off compared to like where you are now. And that was what, this is the same year, right? Did you start working with her this year or was it last year? Um,
1: 2020, yeah. So it hasn't even been a year though since I started working with her. And like before that, I had done, I did a branded website for a, um, for a, like a nonprofit, they're called mm-hmm. Stem to Blossoms that i just i had no education whatsoever i just literally just was like okay you need a logo and you need a website like i'll help you do that and they trusted me i charged them like barely anything just because i wanted to get some like experience so it was it's been really cool and now i'm at the point where I'm, like, undergoing a rebrand. Like, my prices are going to be going up. Like Yeah,
0: let's talk about that, like, scaling your business. Because I I love how you said in the beginning how you just started and you just jumped into it. Whereas, like, you know, for me, it was really hard to just stop. And, like, you gave me so much encouragement on this journey, like, working with you. Like, just start it. You have to start somewhere. Just jump right in. So, like, how can you, like, describe to you, like, us where you started compared to where you are now with only not
1: even a year? Yeah, I think you know you just have to jump head first i think there can be a lot of hesitation mm-hmm. and I see it a lot cuz obviously like i'm around creatives all the time um, i'm around small business people and there's a fear of not doing everything correctly yeah, and i'm totally exactly. getting like i'm i'm so there i totally understand there's a hesitation to like want to like have everything set up in place before you even start. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is like, there's always gonna be something to do. Like there's, <laughs> always, yeah. there's always going to be a process to improve. And I think if you get too caught up in like, I need to have all of this laid out and it needs to be perfect and all, like, you're not gonna get anywhere. Like, right. Yeah, it's probably perfect. But like, do you have clients? Like, are you are you talking to anyone? Like, have you gotten your experience yet? Or are you so worried about your like,
0: image and what you, you look like? Yeah,
1: exactly. So it's been interesting for me because my sister, I was like, yeah, I'm rebranding. She goes, Brittany, you've changed your logo like four times. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> but, like, but, I right. Really that's like, don't care. That's the
0: benefit of realizing and, and I guess like being on this journey with you is like you can change as many times as you want. It's like it's your life. And when, when you brand who you are in your personal business, no matter what it looks like, is you can forever evolve with your business and what it looks like because yeah. that's who you are internally is externally how you're going to show up.
1: Mm -hmm, exactly yeah so I like I have no regrets of you know I picked some random font off a creative market when I first (laughs) started Brittany Designs and now I look back and I was like oh god that was so hideous and I thought it was so beautiful at the time and now like every like every day is just about getting better and like up leveling myself and producing higher quality content and Like assets for people because that's the only way I'm gonna grow. So, yeah, it's been this really, it's been a really like transformative journey, but scaling wise, now I'm at the point where I'm like ready to take it to the next level. Like, I've been learning so much. There's obviously always more to learn, but I've been learning so much and really like, I've been learning from a lot of people that are successful, obviously. Like, I think. I think courses are some of the best things that you can invest in. Like, Absolutely. I think you need to be careful. I think there's like, you can go overboard and you can mm-hmm. find the wrong ones. Um, I think you need to be very intentional with the type of investments that you make in courses, but I think it became be so beneficial learning from someone who's already done it before. Like I have learned so much about how a client experience should be in a, in a business. From these like successful brand designers, versus if I were to just do it by myself, like it would take me years to get to the point where I'm at now because I didn't like invest in myself. So I think there's something to say about like education and people selling courses online. I don't want people to like shy away from it because I think it's so valuable.
0: Yeah, especially at like our age range I guess like you know after coming out of college you know I have some friends who went and got their master's and I have some friends that are now working and it's at a point like John and I talk about this all the time is like I we love following Facebook pages we love following you know content creators that give us more knowledge um, and we will have conversations and I know you Michael do the same thing and it's just a way to continue to expand who you are and I think especially with the service that I have, it's just helping you in your personal life. Like the life that you live, it's just a, a reason to help ground you, to help serve you in any way that you choose. So you can embody the person you want and live the life that you want. And you, on the other hand, are giving people visuals to inside their life. Like, I, know, I remember you asking me like- um, And I was creating my brand, I was like, I want to show people, I want people to feel calm and collected, but also have some sophistication to it. And like that trial of like running through with you really helped me as a business, uh, business owner, personal brand, you know, whatever you want to say, understand who I am on a deeper level by creating a website. And I know I've heard this before, but do you recommend anyone that, you know, even if you have a service or not to have their own landing page or have their own website? 100%.
1: I think it's been really cool from like a brand, I've really like been able to like recognize my talents. And one of those things that I've noticed is I can like see words and see images Mm. and be able to produce that and like put it through a filter and like create something that's unique, uniquely to you. And I think building a brand and website makes you look so deep inward to yourself i think everyone <laughs> yeah. should have a website okay everyone should have a website it has your portfolio on it has mm-hmm. your resume on it and t- says what you like to do and all that stuff like forget paper resumes like know. Do you know, do you know how you want to impress an employer send them a website. link to your website like, that is cool.
0: It's crazy because I even think about it being like on our side, being an entrepreneur and being creatives. When we reach out to people and we want to work with people or collaborate, whatever, they look at that website. So it's like, it's an extension of any social media platform that you have, your podcast your Instagram, your LinkedIn, like anything, it's like a place where you can express yourself in every which way that you choose.
1: Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. And you know, exactly like you can express yourself however you want versus like instagram or linkedin like you're only you mm-hmm. only get those boxes like that's all you get do you get the boxes and the caption and that's all you get to express yourself in like video and photo but like that's it and so being able to have a website it's what i've been learning and like loving about websites so much recently is like it is a it's a true extension of your personality like it can move however you want it can look however you want it can it can play whatever videos and photos you want like you're not you're not restricted like the only thing that's restricting you is the screen size but like (laughs) that's it and that's the cool part about having a website so like i highly recommend even if you are just trying to go look for jobs just having a place for someone to go Like paper is so outdated, forget it. Like have an online portfolio that's more than LinkedIn. That's more than Instagram. Like have something that people can go to. I think that is so beneficial.
0: Yeah, totally. And, you know, going off of this, we can talk about the life of being entrepreneur. And like, first off, I know it's a very basic question and like very broad, but like what has changed or inside you, like what did being an entrepreneur give you in the life that you chose to live and like what you want out of life?
1: yeah i think i so when i was working at the doctor's office like especially during covid i was exhausted like just mentally physically my back hurt my i was just tired of talking to people like and talking to people that I didn't want to talk to. Mm. Like, I i like talking to people, but when I have to sit there and hear you complain for, like, 20 <laughs> minutes about your back hurting, like, I just, I was not meant to be a doctor. So. Exactly. <laughs> and so, that, like, that was the hardest part is, like, I just was physically and mentally tired. I didn't get the time off that I wanted. Like, if I wanted to take a mental health day, I probably would have, like, felt regret about it because... Like they needed someone to fill in. Like, I worked at a small office, so there wasn't like a lot of people to fill in if you're like having to be out or something. Like, you're at home sick, but then like everyone at the office is scrambling to get things done and trying to pick up your slack because you're not there. So that's like what I struggled with a lot. And I was really craving being able to make my own schedule and like now I like I'm not perfect I'm not the most productive person ever but being able to like wake up when my body wants to wake up and like have a slow morning and or stay up a little later or go out to lunch and really like so fast forward obviously my a boyfriend and I or fiance and I got back together <laughs> gonna say and now we're married it's we'll get we'll still, get but, into your relationship we'll, we'll, we'll give you guys all the details and yeah. just we'll talk about this first yeah so but like he like I couldn't have been able to go visit him like all the times that I have if I was working in total like a normal nine to five. like I wouldn't have been able to take a month off and like go enjoy my time with him if I was working a normal job and so it literally came at this perfect moment of I can make my own schedule and I can do my own thing and I don't have to report to anyone else. And that's the beauty of it. And so I, that's what I was like craving and I'm so glad I have it now. And now I'm in this like period of like trying to figure out how to better manage that because I guess like you can kind of let the rope slip and then you're like, oh, I worked for four hours today. <laughs>
0: yeah so like, let's so know about, we need to
1: work
0: longer about organizations. I know we've been talking about this heavily this past week, and that's why I have this giant notebook that has saved my life mm-hmm. um yeah, about being an entrepreneur is great, but you really learn how to if you make a promise to yourself, if you don't fulfill it, how you're gonna feel, and if you do fulfill it, how you do feel and so it's this mm-hmm. battle of like one, trying to figure out exactly what you need to work on at what time for how long to get any project that you want done. And then two, it's like finding that time and designating any time and not getting distracted to finish a project. So, you know, maybe give us a little advice or tips of how you've been able to organize yourself. I know from, you know, we we talk personally for where you were a couple months ago when we first started talking, um, you know, starting to work with a new client compared to where you are now and, like, what that process looked like for you?
1: Yeah, um, obviously, it's been a work in progress, figuring it all out, how to work with clients and how to, like, time things out. I'm, like, right now, I'm totally reconstructing my process for working with clients um, to find, like, something easier and that's a little bit more efficient. Uh, but, really like my biggest tip is just to write it all down and have a running to-do list Mm -hmm. and like my to-do list is never completed but that's okay I'm fine with that um I always have something to do I can't complain that I'm bored because there's always something to do (laughs) um always something to do yeah and I like plan out my week um and I think there is something to say like it's hard like being an entrepreneur because you see everyone around you especially Mm -hmm. on social media and it's very hustle culture Mm -hmm. and um I like try to stay away from that as much as I can I like I came into being an entrepreneur so that I could have balance in my life and like if I don't have that like I don't feel okay yeah um, staying up super late to like work is not my thing like nope. at all <laughs> me like, either I'll stay up to like 11 maybe 11 30 if I'm like feeling really inspired like sometimes I get these like late night creative spurts and that's how it goes but I like I really try to value like having time off of work too mm-hmm. um Because I I don't think hustle works. I think hustle works for so long. Absolutely. I think hustling works for a little, and you hear that from everyone that's successful. But then at the same time, you're questioning yourself. You're like, would you be there if you weren't hustling? You know, like if you weren't working those super
0: late nights. It's like a tug of war. I actually wrote this on my caption the other day of like, sometimes I like want to be in that hustle mode and sometimes I'm like, but like, is that really beneficial for you? Because then you go through, let's say two, three weeks, you finish a project and then you burn out for a whole week and you feel guilty because you can't work because you are mentally and emotionally distraught from just having to hustle all day long. And like Mm -hmm. you said, it's so, so important to find balance if you're an entrepreneur or if you're not an entrepreneur, finding balance within your life to actually live and that's why I had asked you, like, why did you want to become an entrepreneur? And it like, sounds like from you and like me personally, it's because like, we want the freedom to live our life. We don't want to just work. And even though, like, obviously we chose what we love to do, it's still work. You still have to put in time and not yeah. all the time are you going to want to work. That's just how it is. But when you find the balance within your life, You know, like, you know, we've talked about this, me moving in with John was very hard in the beginning to find like a morning routine for both of us, let alone, you know, him having to go to work for eight hours and me being home alone for eight hours. And I'm trying to like block schedule, like what I'm going to do. And then when he comes home, I made sure that I'm off my laptop. I'm off my phone, whatever it may be. So we can spend time together in our relationship or if he needs more personal time, he has personal time, but I'm not nose deep in my phone or on my laptop because I need that mental space or I will just Mm -hmm. collapse.
1: I will. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I know. It's, it's really, it's really hard to balance, especially with a partner. It's hard to find this like equal balance of work and play. And I know Michael and I struggle with it. Like, we have started working together on a lot of projects. And so sometimes our time together has become work. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, it, it that adds a whole nother dimension to your relationship that you didn't think was possible. Yeah, totally. (laughs) But we jump into like relationship.
0: A lot of the question I wanted to ask is, mm -hmm. you know, what do you like to do outside of work? And does that work life kind of like flow into your personal life you know what I mean because like as an entrepreneur and as a creative obviously you're going to be recording content in your daily life to post that so like is there a way for you to switch it off do you switch it off or is it forever like intertwined
1: um I feel like I'm able to switch things off um I feel like especially when I'm out and about and enjoying something I really try to be in that moment And I try not to worry about everything else that's going on. And I'm like, okay, we'll get there. Like, that's totally fine. I know I don't have X, Y, and Z done. Um, So it's not like super easy to switch it on and off. Like you're always going to have email notifications or you're going to go on Instagram and you're going to see what everyone (laughs) else is posting or doing. And so it's like almost impossible because it's always in front of you. Um, But I think like taking just like the mental you know, switch of I'm not working right now. Like I am going and doing something else or I'm going to like, this is my time to be inspired or, you know, something like that, like changing the mindset of like, this is work. No, this is more of like a time to recharge so I can work harder um i think it's way better i i don't believe in working 24/7 so Absolutely i'm just going to put that out there <laughs> i
0: love that you said like it's this it's the switch in which you, the way that you frame it so it's yeah you're out and about you might be taking a video but it's like because this is inspiring me i'm not taking it for work but it's inspiring me and it just reminded myself of why like on the weekends john and i always plan something some if it's little you know going <clears throat> to get coffee or you know going on a walk or whatever it is and i like to call them like little mini field trips whatever you want to call it but it, mm-hmm. it is time for me to get inspired if it's once a week you know to rejuvenate myself for the next week or if it's planning a vacation, you know, or if it's just a weekend getaway to go to Santa Cruz, like whatever it may be, it's that time to unplug and kind of remind yourself and inspire yourself because I feel like life has so many ways of inspiring us, but so many times we're not looking for it. And it's just switching Mm -hmm. your mindset to embrace what is actually inspiring you. Okay, but now let's get into relationships. I know everyone's probably curious after that cliffhanger that we left them so I guess kind of just tell us how everything happened after I guess kind of when we started working I feel like a lot changed after that this past year
1: yeah so um we broke up and then we broke up like October no September end of September 2020 um so about four months went by um literally cut off all communication I deleted all my photos of him. So sad. Um, and I just tried to move on. I was like, you know what? That wasn't meant for us. Like, that's okay. And there was definitely through our throughout our breakup, like there was an overwhelming sense of peace after we did break up. Um, and I was like, okay with the decision. I was like, yeah, this really sucks. Um, but I know that whatever is next is going to be better and it's needed and I didn't want to fight it. Like I feel like we definitely could have fought for what was happening. Not that we didn't fight for a relationship. I think I didn't want to like drag out this like breakup. I didn't like I was like okay we made our decision we need to go our separate way. And it's
0: funny you say this because like when people like I understand you so deeply, like you know I understand you, and so I feel like people mm-hmm. who are listening like either you understand or you don't understand what you mean by that, so we'll we'll explain in a little bit,
1: yeah, so um, like obviously, I went to my grandparents, um and then we didn't hear from each other, like didn't say anything. He had texted me on Thanksgiving. And he was like, "I'm so thankful for you." And I was like, I was this fool? <laughs> <laughs> thankful for me? How dare he? Thankful for what?" <laughs> so, so anyways, I was like, "Okay, thankful for you too. Okay, bye." Like, <laughs> and so then um, he actually came back to Boise for his birthday. He like came to surprise his parents it went terribly wrong and like really hindered his relationship with his parents. Like, I don't want to talk too much on it, but it was just, it wasn't good. And in that moment, he like had realized Mm -hmm. how much his family had gotten in between us and how much like he regretted not standing up for me when like us, like for me and our relationship when like push came to shove. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he called me and (laughs) At first he like, I had like a five minute voicemail from him. Like I missed his call and then I like look and I have a five minute voicemail from this man. And I was like, um, (laughs) did he just call me like did he just leave a yes. five minutes I was like it has to be a butt dial like yeah. it has to be and then I'm like my palms are sweaty right now <laughs> I know mine too I'm like in the car with my brother and sister and I'm like you guys like he's talking like he actually left a five-minute voicemail and so I'm listening I'm listening to it and he's just like extremely sorry like he he's like He's like i i love you like i've been thinking about you and at this point i'm like kind of rolling my eyes yeah. Like, okay <laughs> like you love me like we haven't talked in four months yeah but at at the same time like it's been it was weird because before this i was having vivid dreams about him like <gasps> the two weeks leading up to this I was having extremely vivid dreams about him. And I like was telling my sister about it. I was like, I don't understand. Like, I'm having like all these vivid dreams about him. Like, I don't get it. Wow. She's she's like, it's probably just like your subconscious, like trying to purge him or whatever. I was like, yeah, you're right. Like trying to get it out of my system, like whatever. And then it was, and then I told him later, I was like, like, I was having, like, extremely vivid dreams about you. Like, it was really weird. Like, it it was real. Like, I don't understand it. So yeah. anyways, yeah. So, like, he contacted me. He left me this super long voicemail. And then he called me again. I hadn't even called him back or replied to his voicemail yet. Which is the same day? Like, same day. Like, a couple, like, 15 minutes later. Oh, he dang. called me again. And I was like, guys, do I pick it up? Do I pick it up? Yeah. And they are like, yes, do it. And so I was like, hello. <laughs> I was like. Um, I listened to your voicemail and then he has a whole video on YouTube about how this all went down it's like really it's oh it's really, really he does yeah no okay. he has like a 30 minute video like professing his love to me and like it's the most amazing Can we thing put ever a link in the description now oh 100% <laughs> okay, yes percent. <laughs> anyways I like so I was in the mountains when I answered the call and then I like couldn't talk to him so I had like hung up the phone and I was like I'm sorry I'm losing cell service like I'll call you later. And so I wanted to talk to him I, like, and it was interesting because the week before this, I was like, Grace, you know, be like, I kind of like want to be friends with him. Like, I don't know. Like, I just like feel like we could be friends, but it's probably not the right time. Like it's still too soon, but I was like watching his YouTube videos and I just like, I like just like felt him on another level. And I was like, we could definitely like be friends. Like, I don't know.
0: Was this, oh, I have a question. Was this in a time where you felt like you found yourself? This was after the
1: retreat. yeah this was after the retreat okay
0: so you were feeling emotionally you know grounded and like knowing who you were and so after that when he came to you it's like you saw him
1: very differently
0: Mm
1: -hmm. oh yeah very differently and he had he had moved to texas he had a new job his life was completely different too so our lives went in completely two different directions And then he's, like, calling me and telling me that he loves me. And I'm, like, dude, you live in a different state. Yeah, like, what are you doing? No way this is going to work. Like, I'm sorry. Like, what? You think you can just call me and get me back? And – but I had called him after, like, I got back from our trip and I had cell service again. And we talked for, like, an hour, an hour and a half on the phone. And, like – I was extremely raw and real with my emotions with him and he even was like this is the most real you've ever been like I like really appreciate it I feel like like this is really like eye-opening for me and we had a really good conversation and I like was very raw I was like I was like I'm really angry that you're calling me right now like Mm. I was like really pissed off I was like I don't know why you're telling me that you love me after we just broke up and you kicked me out of your house and like I was just like pissed off that I was talking to him. And I like told him that I was like, I'm, I'm angry at you. Like you, we both said things to each other that were really mean. And I want, you know, the things you said to me, like make make me really angry. Um, But I like tried to let that go. And I was like, I told him on the phone, I was like, we're, I'm not going anywhere with this. Like, this is, we're, we're stopping this conversation here. So then a couple <laughs> days later go by and it's New Year's Eve into 2021. And I am by myself. I'm really just with my grandparents for New Year's Eve. Like I wasn't close to any friends or anything. So I just spent my night with them. Mm-hmm. Um, And I had like, I couldn't get him off my mind for like five days or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just like literally was like, oh my gosh, like what is going on? Like I really... I like have feelings for him still and so then I texted him I texted him this long text message (laughs) and I was like I don't know why like I'm thinking about you I just don't I don't understand it like I have definite feelings for you or like we could be friends like I just want to talk like that's all I want to do I like I don't even want to think about being in a relationship. I just, I just want to talk. Like we were best friends. Like how could you not want to talk to someone that you were best friends with? Right. You know? So um, we ended up like secretly behind my family's back. Like no one really knew, but like we <laughs> just started communicating and texting a lot. And we, we really hashed out what went on between us, which I was very grateful for. Um, I didn't want to just like, start off on the wrong foot and ignore everything that had happened um we really like talked about exactly like why we broke up and the miscommunication that went on and like what happened and it was like very therapeutic so um then we like had a facetime date because he lives in texas at this point so like we're far apart from each other So we like have a FaceTime date and we have like the most fun ever. Like we get extremely drunk over Zoom and we like like talked for hours. I like told my family, I was like, I'm going to go talk to one of my girlfriends on Zoom. (laughs) (laughs) So I didn't want anyone to know. I didn't know what was going on. I was like very secretive about it um, just because I wanted to be cautious with like opening that can. As I would too, totally. Yeah so then we're like talking for a while and then he actually had to go to the hospital he went to the er and he's like in texas by himself he has no one with him and literally like mom instincts come into me absolutely absolutely And, and i'm like i need to be with him like there's nothing else like i have to be with him so i literally bought a ticket one-way ticket the next day to go to Texas. I didn't tell anyone. The only time I said something is I was like, Okay. So my grandma knew like the night before I told her, I was like, I was like, Oh my gosh, like Michael's like, he's not doing well. I just want you to know that I'm talking to him. And I like, I don't know what to do. And I was like, I was like, I have this feeling I should go see him. And she didn't say anything. She was silent. She didn't want to encourage me, but she didn't want to discourage me. Yeah. She kind of like, let me work through it on my own to decide if I wanted to go visit him or not. Oh, she's amazing. Love her. I know. She's, (laughs) yeah, she's really good. So so then I like woke up the next morning and I walk into the room and I was like, I'm leaving. Like, I'm going to Texas. No. <laughs> <laughs> and so I went to Texas and literally like, it was very surreal. Like we're like seeing each other for the first time. And I was still very like, he was like head over heels. Like I, like I want to do this. And I was still very cautious. I was still very like, I had my feelings really hurt. Um, I kind of just, a little a little gated a little mm-hmm, bit totally you want to be careful well that didn't last long because like three days into our trip I'm like I love you like I want to be back with <laughs> <to> you <laughs> truth is revealed <laughs> I know it's so bad so so anyways we like spent the week I spent the week in Dallas and it's great because I didn't have a job so I couldn't just pick up and leave and that was the wonderful part about it is I was like I'm just gonna work from home while you go do your thing I'll work on my computer it's fine um, but like we had the most amazing week ever. I absolutely loved it. And he loved it too. And then like obviously I had to leave. I had to go back home. And like that was when the reality set in of like, okay, we are doing this long distance thing. And I don't know when the end is going to be in sight. Um, but we'll we'll figure it out. So and I'll give us a clue um, what's
0: happening now, currently. So line. yeah, so
1: six months six months went by like we I would go there probably like once a month I go for like a long weekend or a week um I go to Texas and he like obviously we were going to get married so like we were going to get married like that was was that was in our that was in the cards I put it off for a little bit though I was very hesitant um mostly you know the opinions of others Um, You get back with someone and people really are judgy of how fast you go with that. And I've definitely lost a lot of friends because of this whole situation, which is fine. I like have someone that I love and I don't, that's whatever. Um, But yeah, so six months went by and then we were like, let's go get married. And we did not want to plan a wedding. We had done that already. It was so much work. Um, it was really stressful for both of us, and at the end of it, like the wedding planning wasn't about us anymore. It was really, it was about everyone else and everything else. So we're like, "Let's go get married at the courthouse." Sounds great. <laughs> so we did. We no. went and we got married at the courthouse, and it was like the most magical day ever. Your and pictures in the car are <laughs> unreal. Like I don't know
0: how she captured, but they were like whimsical, like magic in a picture
1: I know I made a mood board and I you know as you scoured should. The internet scoured the internet for my dress and it was very strategic and even just like a small elopement takes like a little bit of planning absolutely like, yeah I wanted a photographer that was something I would like push for because that was something I really wanted like I wanted photos um but yeah so we got in the car and we went like on a little mini honeymoon in Galveston like on the beach it's a really crappy beach I don't really recommend it but (laughs) (laughs) we just wanted to go to a beach um but yeah so now I am moving to Texas in September it's August right now and we got an apartment together I know super close so I'm like in the middle of during all of this I bought a house and so now I'm selling it so yeah I mean a in lot of life is so my
0: house thanks I'm so proud of you like I remember when we first got together last year when we like reconnected from like going to school together and I remember you in the mix of like you and Michael not doing so well and no actually or did we no yeah I think you guys were still together no we
1: weren't, we were... we weren't? No, you weren't it was were... after okay. yeah we were already broken up yeah
0: but like still, I remember like you being in that place compared to where you are now. And you have just like exploded and embodied all that you are and in your relationship. And I know you touched on this right now, and we've talked about it, how you did lose a lot of friends when you guys got married, which is so weird to me. You know, we think alike. I know Michael and John, we all think alike in this sense, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna be happy for you no matter what your life looks at, because you you never always have control of what happens in your life. And like, there is a reason yeah. why you Michael broke up. And this is what I was referencing earlier. Like if you're in a relationship, you know, when you break up, cause John and I obviously have broken up as well. There's that time period when you really learn about yourself because we were so young being in a relationship and that time of being in college, to know, being in dole, being an entrepreneur, so much has changed. Your vision of life has completely changed in the way that you express yourself has changed. And Mm -hmm. that time away from, you know, being with a person, your love of your life really shows you you know what do you want in this relationship like how do you actually want to be in this relationship and those walls that you know you had put up that I put up myself it's just making sure that we're going to be in this for the right reasons and we're going to be in this because it's going to be for the long haul like this is our life partner now and I swear like no matter how much you're in love but I think that a lot of serious relationships you have a time period where you break up like do you agree with Mm -hmm. that I think there's a time period where you all freak out like Or is this person right for me? Like, am I right for myself right now? Like what? You
1: Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, we like, Michael and I do not think our relationship would be where it is if we didn't break up. And I think a lot of people, a lot of like, my friends didn't understand that aspect Mm -hmm. of, you know, they weren't in these super serious relationships. And I didn't understand either. Like, whenever someone broke up and got back together again, I was like, oh, "Oh, they're not going to make it. Mm -hmm. Like, like, that's they're doomed, like they've already broken up. But I think there's something to say about breaking up and discovering yourself and like truly going after your passions. For us, like for Michael and I, the biggest thing that we struggled with in our relationship prior to breaking up is that we were not happy with where our lives were. Yeah, we, we felt complete like we had a house, we had jobs, we had good paying jobs, we had houses, like, but we weren't happy with where we were, mm-hmm. and like we weren't going after what we wanted to go after, and we felt really stuck, stuck and we felt absolutely. really comfortable. And yes. instead of like turning that like stuck that feeling of being stuck outward and trying to like go find ourselves, we just like like we were going after each other instead.
0: You just nailed that on the freaking head! Like absolutely, and that's exactly like I'm I'm imagining like when me and John broke up. Um, that was exactly what it was. We were stuck. We were comfortable. And there was like, no matter which way we talked or how many conversations you would have, it was just always the same. And the only way to get through it was to not be together and to really figure out on our own, you know, how are we going to communicate? How can I be with someone that's so different? But also how can I be with myself when I'm unhappy with where my life is at? And that, Mm -hmm. like you said, that was my biggest takeaway. It was like, I need to get right with myself. My mom forever used to tell us like you have to love yourself before you love someone else. And mm-hmm. I guess I never really understood what that depth of like lo- self love would look like or like would feel like before loving someone else. And I always fell so hard for someone else because I wanted that love for myself, but I could never give it to myself. So I, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I stuff.
1: didn't. I didn't realize the amount of self gro- like self growth that I needed until after we broke up like I truly didn't I was blind to it
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um I was blind to what our relationship could be um and just you know I didn't see it and now like I remember when we were first starting to get back together like my grandma was she like came to me and she goes you're like she watched Michael's video Mm -hmm. (laughs) and she's like your relationship it would take you 10 years to get to this point like, God. in order to, like, fully discover yourselves and how you guys work in a relationship and just, like, truly be happy, like, it would have taken years. And, like, you took the faster route, like, it, w- it was uncomfortable, it hurt a lot, it sucked, but, like, it takes a lot of emotional maturity to be, like, this relationship isn't working for us and not having expectations on it. Like, yeah, I had no expectations that Michael and I were gonna get back together. I thought it was impossible. I thought about like him being with another girl and it broke my heart, but I right. was like, you know what? I'm gonna have to live with it. Um, and that's that's okay.
0: And also, it wasn't like because I always got this question, like, what happened? And it's like, no one cheated, like, no one does not mm-hmm. love each other, like, there's no, like, there was no exact reason to why not reason but like situation that had happened to why we had broke up it was all just because we just weren't right within ourselves yeah that has a lot to say with how powerful your relationship is going to be now moving forward so I am so proud of you guys and I'm so excited for you guys and what's to come when you guys move in with each other um wrapping it up I kind of wanted to touch on working at home as an entrepreneur I know we kind of went back and forth between entrepreneurship and business and relationship but I know this is something that we've been kind of struggling with as you're sitting inside your shower right now um, yeah how is it working from home because as an entrepreneur it's
1: it's hard it's extremely hard and I don't no, think yeah. like it. it's not it's not easy all the time um like today like right now I have a dryer and a heater drying my floor in the kitchen. And it is extremely loud. Like you can't sit there and not think about it. <laughs> like it's not a quite white noise in the background. Like it's it is a lot. Um, so, uh, my brother. It's okay. <laughs> Hold on, David. So yeah. So anyways, yeah, working from home. People yeah, always coming in, in, in and out. It's just crazy. So. But yeah, this morning I was like, I'm just trying to find a quiet space to work. Like, I don't want to work on my bed because I don't like working on my bed. I can't work in the kitchen because it's extremely loud. I was like, I'll work outside. It's 102 degrees outside. I was like, hey, Siri, like, how hot <laughs> is it going to be today? 102. I was Not like, an option. Oh gosh. <laughs> and so then I like went into my shed where my office is and the Wi-Fi is terrible. And I was like, I just need a place to
0: to work like, you and text just, me, I'm just, in my shower it's the perfect place <laughs> to be <laughs> so
1: literally here we are we're in the shower I was like it's not too echoey right so if it's echoey I'm sorry no it's totally not that's yeah I it's funny because all people are
0: glamorized being an entrepreneur which we glamorize a lot on here but it also can be very hard with just a situation right here, trying to find a quiet place to record a podcast or talk to a client or have a serious business call, like whatever it may be, as professional as you want to be with myself living with four other, five other people right next to the kitchen. It's extremely hard. I have to really mm-hmm. time and manage my life. And that's like what we're talking about, like organizing and making sure that, you know, everything is set up the way that we need it to help support our life and our life as an entrepreneur but okay wrapping up mm-hmm. this I feel like we talked about so many good things um do you have anything else that you want to share that I didn't touch on
1: I don't think so um yeah I'm just I'm excited to have like a new apartment and everything and so I can like actually set up my workspace and you know ha- I just I want to have all the zen vibes so wow, that you know,
0: wait to have my own that's my next goal <laughs> Either if it's an office inside my own like apartment, house, whatever it may be, or if it's like a car workspace, um, or if it's, I don't know, in my kitchen. I'm just excited to have a desk and that will work for my bed, like you said, and all the good things that we need to Mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur. Um, one thing is where can anyone find you on
1: any social media platforms? Yeah, so my current social media handle is Brittany Designs with an S underscore. Um, or my personal social media is Brittany Duke. I love that. And then last thing, do you have
0: any advice to an entrepreneur who's starting off? I feel like that is very much your brand adopter or someone that you're looking after, you know, as like for a client or, you know, even an entrepreneur who's been in it for a long haul, but like wants to revamp what they look like, like what's your biggest advice to them?
1: Yeah, um, I would just get really clear on who you're trying to serve and um, how you're going to achieve that. I think the biggest hurdle that I have run into, which, you know, isn't a bad thing. You're discovering yourself along the way. Um, But I think the hardest part for me is I didn't start off with the niche and I really just jumped in, which is which is fine. Like you're going to discover yourself along the way. But the sooner that you can figure out, like who exactly you want to serve and how you want to serve them, the clearer everything becomes. Um, The easier it is to build a brand, the easier it is to build a website, um, the easier it is to talk to your customers. So just get really clear on who exactly you wanna serve, what that looks like and move forward from there. Perfect, I love that. It's
0: so true. Brittany helped me so much on this journey not just building a brand, but as an entrepreneur and all the things. Uh, And if one of, you know, if someone listens to this and is like, okay, I want to work with Brittany, where should they contact you?
1: Um, you can go to my Instagram. It's going to be Britney designs underscore. And then again, Brittany is spelled like Britney Spears. So <laughs>
0: I will leave your information in the show notes. So anyone listening to this can go into the show notes. That video for you on YouTube of Michael confessing his love to Brittany will be there as well. So if you want all the details, please go check as well. Uh, but thank you so much for being here. I'm so happy we're able to do this yeah with all all the loudness around us um and you know find this time and talk and hopefully you guys enjoyed this podcast episode and don't worry Brittany will be back especially in the membership freely flying membership she will be there and we will have time to talk about more about branding and all those
1: good things yeah well thanks for having me yeah (laughs)